0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with me. My name is Stephen Mannering from SR Mannering Ministries. So glad that you've taken the time to, uh, to spend with me, and I pray that it's been, or it's going to be, a real blessing for you. I pray that the Holy Ghost is just gonna touch your life. I pray that God is just gonna reveal himself in such an awesome way to you. I think that the Lord has put a message on my heart here, so we're just gonna run with that. Uh, before we start, we're going to pray, though, we're just going to ask the Lord to lead us, like I do in every, every uh, session, because without Him, can't do anything. So let's just go to Him and pray. Lord, we thank You for Your touch. We thank You for Your mercy. We thank You for Your leading and for Your guiding. And I pray, God, that You would just bless each and every single person that's watching right now. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they get their socks just blessed Off, because you are just pouring out your grace and your mercy on them. God, I thank you for each one that's listening. And God, I just, I pray for anybody that has a special need, that Lord, if they're looking for answers, that God, that you would just somehow, by your spirit, that you would meet those answers, that you would show them how much you care for them and show them that you can do all things. Father, I pray that as we dive into your word, that you would just lead us and you would just lead me. And you give me the words to say? Lord, I thank you for this time. I prayed was a blessing. We honor you. We magnify you. We just want to learn more from you. So Lord, just take control of our season right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you praise. Amen and amen. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me. And uh, I've been doing this over the past few weeks, just taking an old hymn book and getting some songs and singing. I I love really getting into it. And uh, it just something stirs up in me and just kind of helps me out a little bit. So if you don't like it, that's okay. Just pass on through that section and go right into the Word. And uh, you know what? If you do like it, sing along with me, help me out. Or if you really like it, go back and play it again, you know. (laughs) So I found one here, and this is uh, uh, just an old song. I love the verses, and it's grace greater than our sin. And uh, there's something so special about God's grace. We don't deserve it. We couldn't earn it. We can't work for it. There's nothing that we can do that we can buy it. But yet God is so amazing that he sent his son to die across for us so that one day where he is, we might be also. So let's just sing this song here and uh, see where the Lord takes us after that.
1: Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpour There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sin. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold threaten the soul with infinite loss grace that is greater yes grace untold points to the refuge the mighty cross grace grace god's grace grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. Let's sing the last verse. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe, you that are longing to see his face will you this moment his grace receive grace grace god's grace grace that will pardon and cleanse within grace grace god grace grace that is greater than all our sin oh hallelujah I'll tell you I love the truth of that old song
0: grace that is greater than all our sin it doesn't matter what we've done in our life it doesn't matter what's happened in the past it doesn't matter your situation right now if we come to the Lord he is will supersede anything that we've done. His grace will take your sins and and will wash them away from your life as far as the east is from the west to be remembered no more. That is awesome, infinite, matchless grace. There's nothing like the grace of our God. And I pray that if you're listening, maybe you've been in a situation where you need God's grace. Maybe you've been in a situation where you're looking for the answers. Maybe you're in a situation where you've messed up a bunch of times, and you're like, oh, man, nobody is going to be able to pull me from this. There is one, and his name is Jesus. And I want to point you to him. I want to point you to the cross of Calvary. I want to point you to the one that has the ability to do anything because Jesus said himself that with God, all things are possible, no matter what situation you're in. Jesus is the answer for whatever's wrong in your life he's simply amazing I'll tell you the Word of God basically says this when you're ready to mean business with God he'll mean business with you and sometimes we find ourselves in the situation where we keep doing the same things over and over and over and over again and we can't seem to break that cycle well the Bible says this to repent and repent is basically to change your mind change the way you're thinking it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that you're never going to do a wrong thing again. That's not what that means at all. You see, grace is something that you don't deserve. Mercy is something that you didn't, you should have gotten, but you didn't get, you see. So we deserve punishment, but his mercy is causes us to receive the blessing of not receiving that punishment is absolutely amazing. And in like manner, God gives us things through his grace that we don't deserve. We don't deserve blessing. We don't deserve provision. We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve health. We don't deserve wealth. We don't deserve the good things in life because of the evil things that we've done. You know, and there's lots of people and they'd say, well, you know what? I haven't done that many bad things before i haven't gone out and killed anybody i mean don't i deserve a little bit of good things because that's what we're taught you know what the bible says that no one is righteous no not one so the only way to get into god's kingdom is through jesus christ he said he is the truth the way and the life and no man comes to the father but through him You see, when Jesus was on this earth, he said that if you see me, you see the Father, because they're one. So whatever Jesus said, he never said in and of himself. He always waited for the Father to tell him what to say. And so when the Father told him what to say, then Jesus released it. That's how he lived his life. So we have to recognize that if we want to enter into the kingdom of God, it only comes through Jesus. Here's the great part. Jesus wants to bless each and every single one of us. He wants to bless our socks off, is what he wants to do. He wants to pour out his presence, his spirit, his joy, his grace, his mercy upon us more than we want to receive it. It's really quite incredible when you think about it. But that's our God. That's the Lord of all creation. That is Yahweh. That is Jehovah. That is Jesus Christ The king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's not looking to make your life miserable. He's not looking to take your life away. He's looking to give you life and life more abundant. Now, the devil, the Bible says, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the Bible says. So what we have to recognize is that the devil, if we try and face him in and of ourselves, we're done. He'll rip us to shreds. But God sent his son to die on a cross. And because he died on the cross and took our pain, our punishment, our sufferings, the big word, iniquities, all the guilt, all the shame, because he took it all and rose three days later in victory, we now have the ability to partake in that same victory. It's awesome when you really begin to think about it that Jesus, the King of all glory, says, oh no. He prayed it in the garden. Father, what I have, let's give to them as well. (laughs) There's no other God, there's no other deity that ever wants to share (laughs) basically that spotlight. But yet here, God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit all come together and they say, oh Wait a minute. We look at creation, and it's good. And we look at man, and God is not angry anymore. See, when God poured out his wrath on his son on Calvary, he took all of the anger away. So when he looks at you, he's not angry. Okay? So all the things that you've done wrong, and you want to condemn yourself, God's not doing that, okay? The devil is doing that. You might be doing that, but God's not doing that because the Bible says in him, there is no condemnation. Here's the deal. It's all in him. It's all in Jesus. So we have to recognize that we want to go back to Jesus. And so I'm imploring you at this point in time, in this season, if you're watching me and you're in a situation where you need The presence of God you need the blessings of God you need provision to be released to you it's all in Jesus you see the Bible says that all authority has been given to him in heaven on earth and under the earth you know the Word of God also says that in first Peter that Jesus went down into hell and preached the gospel now I've heard lots of people say, well, that preached, you know, he's going down there, and that's, that's a form of purgatory, and so all those that were there, you know, he went down and he preached it, and, and you, know, they, you know, they basically had this short amount of time, and then he pulled them all out. That's not the way this works. That preached word there is basically a word that is a declaration. It is a proclamation, and what he's saying is that I am the king. Of all that goes on there's nobody that's going to supersede his power supersede his authority and so Jesus is now the judge so anybody that goes into hell will face Jesus as their judge that's what he's preaching anybody that sees Jesus in heaven well let me tell you he's their Lord and their Savior because he is the king because he lived a perfect life and died upon the cross and because he lived the perfect life god the father took him and exalted him above all things and gave him the name above all names so no matter what situation you're facing jesus supersedes it you see everything has a name everything has a name i have a name you have a name If there are people that are watching me right now and you've got a sickness That sickness has a name. Does that sickness have more power than Jesus? No, it doesn't. So, if we want to break it down, and it's simply an expression of this as you begin to operate in your faith, as you begin to operate into the things of, of God, the name of Jesus releases power that deals with those situations deals with that sickness, deals with the circumstances, because nothing is bigger than the name of Jesus. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so if you think that you can control Jesus, if you think that you can outwit him, if you think that you can buy him out, well, let me tell you something. Jesus has all knowledge. The Bible says that he is omnipresent, omniscient, Omnipotent. So what that means is that he's everywhere, he's all-knowing, and he's all-powerful. So if you're trying to buy him, I don't know what you're going to buy him with, because the Bible says that he owns a cattle on a thousand hilltops. Now that's kind of old language, <clears throat> but basically what that means is that he's got riches beyond your wildest dream. So if you've got a thousand hilltops, he's got cattle on them. So, if you were to go down in some of these big, huge um, ranches down in Texas or maybe even out in alberta i mean they 've got they 've got more than you can shake a stick at I mean just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds <laughs> I worked and do work for a company that services some of these harvest facilities that we have that you know produces our our steaks and things like that, <clears throat> so obviously they have to take. These, uh, these cattle and they have to deal with them. Um, they cut them up and they go through all that process. Let me tell you something, that's a lot of cattle. And yet there are ranches that can basically supply an entire country out of Texas alone. So it's crazy to think that God himself owns a cattle on a thousand hilltops and it's only an illustration of how much wealth he has. You see, I did a study and a session on this before. The curtain that uh, that blocked the Holy of Holies, when you're talking about the temple, where the Ark of the Covenant was, that curtain alone that was 30 feet wide, 60 feet high, and I think it was about 24 to 36 inches deep. That curtain alone. If we were to try and put a value on it today, depending on the inflation uh, rate that you would use, ranges anywhere from $35 million to $240 million. That's the curtain alone. <laughs> and that's what they used back in those days. David, when you start to go through the amount of financing that he had and, and the things that he presented to the Lord, it was of great wealth, and yet at the end of the day, it's nothing but a drop in the bucket because God owns it all. What are you going to bring to him? The only thing that you can bring to God is your heart. You know, there is that old hymn that says, that's, uh, excuse me, that says, Search Me. Cleanse Me. Let me see if I can sing it here real quick for you. Search me,
1: O God, and know my heart to try me, O oh Saviour. Know my thoughts, I pray. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. God's grace, God's power,
0: the only thing that we can bring to him is our hearts. And the only way that we can actually bring our hearts to him is to submit before him and say, God, cleanse me, make me new. Because everything that I've got is worth absolutely nothing but I bring you all that I am and that's all that he wants he wants your heart he wants for you to commune with him and him to commune with you (laughs) it is an awesome privilege that we have that we can go before the Lord that we can call on his name that we can bless him And honor him and and again I know that there are some people you're tuning in right now and you're looking for answers in your life you're looking for I I, I just I need something to be real you know what I cannot make something real to you but what I can do is I can pray that no matter the situation that you're in right now that God will move in that situation The only thing that I can do is call on God so that you understand what I know as far as him being real. You see, I can tell you all about him. I can show him in the scriptures to you. I can sing about him, but I can't make him real. You see, I've got kids and I can tell you about them. I can show you pictures of them, but for you, out there right now unless you actually meet my kids they're nothing but pictures they're nothing but stories and they don't mean anything <laughs> other than to say okay well that's great you've got kids I'm sure that they're wonderful and they are wonderful and I love them very dearly but in the same sense it's a relationship that I have with them so you don't have the relationship with them like I do but here's the thing if, I were to, if they were to be introduced to you and stand before you, and then you're able to have that communication back and forth, well, all of a sudden, then you can recognize how great they are, you see. <laughs> but it's not something that I can do. In the same fashion, all I can do is present the Word of God to you. All I can do is present Jesus to you. You see, this is what I do know. The Bible says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that means that if you need him, he's going to be there for you. The Bible says that he's closer than the mention of his name. So when you start to call out the name of Jesus, he's there. He's waiting for you. You know, there's a story of the prodigal son. (laughs) The prodigal son is a a man who has two sons and one day one of the sons says I want my inheritance I don't want to wait till you die I want it right now so the father gives him the inheritance and so the son takes that inheritance that lump sum of money and then he goes out and he basically throws himself a wild party and he burns through all the cash and all the friends that he thought that he had but they recognized at the end of the day they only wanted him for his money They only wanted him for the things that he had. They didn't actually want him. (laughs) And so he found out that now he has no money. Now he's hungry. And he ended up going to work in a pig pen and having to eat the, the stuff that not even the servants were eating. It's what the animals were. And he realized, why am I eating this slop? when I can go back to my father's place, at least maybe he'll take me back and I can eat with the servants because the servants are eating better than this nonsense. (laughs) And so what had happened was, in the scriptures, as the prodigal son comes back, The father sees him and runs to him. You see, one of the things that you need to recognize that if you strayed away from God, God is waiting and anticipating your return. God is anticipating and calling to you and he's saying, okay, when is my son coming home? And so as the son arrives, the father runs out to meet him, wraps his arms around him, kisses him, puts on the finest robe and says, kill the fattest calf, my son has come home. We're gonna celebrate. You see, it's a picture of the Father's love. And the Father's love is not something that can be measured because our God is a God of no limitations. When we think about creation, creation has limits. It had a start. God was before all of it. God was before all time. God holds time in his hand. It's something that our brains can't really comprehend. And in the same fashion, the limitations that we put upon God are not God's limitations. So when we begin to think about his love, his love goes way beyond that. You cannot measure God's love. It goes so far beyond anything that you can possibly comprehend. But yet, when you begin to focus on, when you begin to meditate upon his love, it, it will be something that will become overwhelming to you. Because it is so amazing. And the Holy Spirit will reveal how amazing that love is. He'll reveal how awesome that grace is. And so when you go into his presence, you're not going to go into his presence now and him beat you down as soon as you walk in. Just like that prodigal son. No. (laughs) The Father, he's going to wrap his arms around you. He's going to bring you home. He's going to put the finest clothes on you. He's going to give you what you need. You know, I don't know why the Lord impressed upon me to share this. It really wasn't where I was going to go with this. But I want to bless you right now. And I want to pray for anybody that's listening to me that's straight away. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, for everybody, oh God, that's listening in the sound of my voice, Lord, it is straight away from your love that is condemning themselves. God, that is thinking that the things that they have done are so bad that they can't possibly come back in your presence. You know, Lord, there's so many ways that we beat ourselves up. Lord, and we sometimes will blame it on the devil, but many times, God, it's our own doing. We just continue to beat ourselves down, thinking that we can't come back in your presence, thinking that your love won't be able to overcome all the things that we've done wrong. But Lord God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you break the power of sin, that you break oh God those thoughts, that you break those those words that have been spoken into their lives, God. Your word declares that the tongue has the power of life and death. And so many people, oh God, are speaking with a tongue of death and negativity. God, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that life be released, O oh God, that the power of sin be canceled out, that the blood of Jesus wash it away. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that any devil, any spirit that would try to speak lies to people right now will be stopped. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, for a release of love. I pray, oh God, that there's a renewal. I pray, God, that there's a fire, oh God, that is released in people. God, I pray that there's a revelation by your spirit over people's lives right now, that they would come to know you in greater measure, in greater measure, oh God, than they could ever have imagined. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, that there is a blessing that is received over them, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just open up doors and show them how much you love them. Oh, God, bless each one that's listening right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, I tell you what. If you are one of those that have strayed away, the first thing I want you to do is begin to declare your love for God. Because he wants you so badly, more than you would ever recognize Come back to the Father. Let him bless you. Let him love you. Let him put his robe around you. Let him put his arms around you. Ladies and gentlemen, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for taking the time with me. Have a great and awesome day. God bless you. Amen and amen.